This is Back to Degrassi. I'm your host, as always, Tim McDonald. And this week with me, I have an amazing stand-up comedian, a headliner in Toronto here. He tours all over. Maybe one of the most prolific Canadian tweeters on Twitter. And I'm going to go out and say the most knowledgeable stand-up about Degrassi in Canada, maybe the world, Casey Corbin. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I am super excited to have you on. Let me ask you, what was your background on Degrassi growing up? I started watching it when I was a child uh, at my cottage, uh, when it was the the kids of Degrassi, and uh, just kind of followed through uh, as they went through school, and just followed it right to school's out, and then picked it up again in the new generation. So you were like... the age with them of age of yeah, them, as you watched yeah, I'm, it yeah i'm the exact age as most of the Jurassic characters like and, yeah and you were watching it like prime time every week too yeah i believe it was monday nights it might have been tuesday nights but it was definitely early week early weekday <laughs> monday or tuesday nights and it was usually at like seven o'clock seven thirty around that time because uh, i used to watch it before the good shows came on you know like elf <laughs> get that classic teen stuff in beforehand yeah yeah for sure so you continued to watch the next generation as well. Like that's something I was thinking about doing because I want to see those storylines continue. Yeah, I want to see what happens too because we all knew, like it ended in schools out, and you know there's so many characters that you want to know what's going on and you want to know who they're bringing back, and they just sort of resurrected the series by revolving the series around Spike's child. So um, you know I was interested in seeing. Uh, what they would do with the old cast in the new series. I think they kind of copied that idea in 90210. No, no, they didn't copy. They took it. They, they stole it. <laughs> they took it. They took a girl from Degrassi. <laughs> That's right. And then they did it uh, the, all the same. Yeah. All the same. And and I got into that first season of 90210 for the exact same reasons. Because I just started watching the old 90210 with my girlfriend and... Mel and Kelly's parents and yeah. David Silver's dad, they have a kid named Aaron. And I was like, I wonder if that kid is in the in the No, he is. And, no, and yeah, she yeah, is. She yeah, is, she is. But so. now she's an arrow. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, she's, she's really moved up through the, uh, she's done, the ranks. She's done okay. She's, she's done, done okay for herself. And not that, that 90210 girl, Sheehan Grimes or whatever. Yeah, that's the one that that's went. Her. That's the Degrassi girl. Oh, She was okay. part of the Degrassi yeah, cast. Yeah. And then she got poached right off Degrassi right into 90210. <laughs> Which is weird because the two were so comparable. Like in their prime, I was watching both. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm just as knowledgeable as Nile Two and as I am with Degrassi. <laughs> and uh, you know, the big thing with Degrassi, I mean, with Nile Two and was, oh my God, Brenda lost her virginity at the prom to Dylan, and I, I'm like, big fucking deal. Yeah. You know, uh, Spike got knocked up in grade seven at a house party. Yeah. You know, like that's. Or she was technically in grade eight, technically. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but regardless, you know, the issues in Degrassi were much more realistic as a show mm-hmm. than what they were dealing with in 90210. 
I think 90210 always had like a when rewatching it now, it has like a way cheesier element than I remembered. Like even like dream sequences and stuff. And, oh yeah, and horrible. De- yeah, Degrassi does have cheesy elements for sure, but when they get to like the nitty gritty serious stuff, that's where it seems pretty real. Like uh, like this episode we watched today. I think we should get right into it. It is season three, episode 11, first aired February 13th, 1989. We refer to this one as 311. Everybody remembers what happened on 311. Never forget 311. Never forget. A lot of bad shit goes down in this episode, so never forget 311. And it's called Taken Off, part one. It's the second two-parter in this season. And, and both storylines take off, as we as we know. <laughs> yeah, both of them, uh, both uh, Wheels taking off from his grandparents and snake taking off from his consciousness i guess yeah new he's level on acid he's taking off they're both yeah. are, are and like you said they both take flight as well they both take flight yeah so let's get right into this episode it has the cold open in the grandma's kitchen she's just kind of cutting off vegetables and wheels comes home just being a total douchebag like hopping so much attitude to yeah. her and she like just asks him about his day at school, kind of, and lets him know he has a postcard from his birth father sitting there. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. His dad's got a two week gig in Port Hope. <laughs> yeah, the time the mail service was really like I think more efficient then I guess because like I would be worried it might not get there if I sent a letter through the mail or postcard. Well, the thing is, is he sent the letter what for a month later, but <laughs> yeah. it got there in a, in, in a couple days maybe I don't know <laughs> a month earlier. So I just uh, found it funny. I just I just found it funny the uh, the postcard like it's not even a letter like we say. it's a postcard and uh, you know yeah he's not elevating his deadbeat dad status by sending a postcard no not like there's not even a there's not even a paragraph <laughs> it's a run on sentence it's just a postcard you know it's just like the it's like the least amount of effort he could put in and still like get it it's not even a phone call it's I'd say it's less than a phone call it is less than a phone call. But his grandma was just setting him up, too. She knew that he had been skipping school that day, and it just totally caught him in a lie. Yeah. Yeah, he was skipping school because he had important things to do, like uh, play tag team wrestling <laughs> on the video game machine. Yeah, that's all he's doing. So he goes up to his room, kind of like storms off in a hub, huff, and when he gets there, he calls her, uh, which is a pretty old expression, he calls her old bag, which I found that so, like old sounding i think now yeah because even uh, old bags are useful <laughs> like you know it's like if it's an old wet bag uh, oh there's mold in there an old bag that's just good for the environment if you're continuing to use it you're recycling <laughs> you're constantly using and then he starts to read the postcard and that voiceover of his dad is playing in his head yeah he doesn't know his dad but he knows the voice that's great i mean he's met him once and they've had a couple phone conversations that's it but that that voice is burned into his head apparently oh, he knows his dad He'll never forget your dad that's a, another part of 311 and as he reads the postcard he stares off into the distance of lake ontario yeah and, and the intro just starts to play it's a beautiful song and that intro what did it feel for you like going getting it must have been the first time in a while that you've heard it yeah, yeah, but it's uh, but it's always in your brain. Like uh, if you you know, like if I see Degrassi or think Degrassi, like everybody knows that song. So, like I said, there are two songs that you need to know from Degrassi. 
the theme song, and the Zit Remedy song. And that's pretty much it. The rest of it's just like give or take. If they get it a greatest hits of Degrassi, it would just be those two songs, the two versions of yeah. each, and maybe another extended version like that. Yeah, there'd be yeah, there'd be the extended version from when the Zit Remedy became the Zits. Yes, that's right, for the yeah. music video. Maybe uh, maybe because it was the early 90s, maybe like a dance remix as well, like a nice house dance remix could come they in. They could dance remix anything on that show, it'd be great. <laughs> so when it comes out... Of the intro, it's in the grade nine class, and you made the great call on this uh, this teacher who's going to introduce yeah, introduce Yeah, the teacher, teacher is a is a is a, a black math teacher uh, with a mustache. He looks exactly like Neil deGrasse Tyson, which I call Neil deGrasse Tyson. Which I think is the best joke for him for sure. Yeah, I wonder if he's actually a deGrasse fan, and his <laughs> actual name is Neil Tyson. He's like, I look like that guy. Someday, <laughs> someone will put this together like I put the universe together. He's like, <laughs> I would just like. He's so involved in pop culture and has so much knowledge of it. I almost believe it. Like I'd almost well, believe DeGrassi's it. Well, deGrasse is its own universe in itself. <laughs> he's like, yeah. There is a he's like there is a universe where I. Was on Degrassi. It exists he, somewhere. He is an expert on space, and if there's one space that he might uh, be interested in, it's the space between BLT's teeth. Oh, and that's uh, th- so the class is pretty much winding up too. And then the math teacher, for some reason, is handing back uh, the, the photos. Yeah, photos. Big envelopes. Headshots. Headshots for these kids. They are on Degrassi, but <laughs> yeah, they're getting headshots. Their names are on the headshots. Well, most of their mostly we've got a lot of characters with nicknames on Degrassi. Spike. What yeah. does her envelope say? Christine. And then you've got, you know, Wheels. What does his envelope say? Derek. We got we got Snake. What does his envelope Archie. say? But then we've got a character named BLT. Yeah. And what does his say? Uh, big leafy tits. <laughs> I think that's what it stands no, for. No, no, it's bacon, lettuce, tomato. But that's the one that they still don't agree. They don't put Bryant on it. They no. Put, <laughs> they leave that one as BLT. BLT. They don't want it to be too... It's it actually... Maybe it was a thing between Neil deGrasse Tyson and BLT. Like he's like, mm, you know, we're both black. I'll put your your actual nickname on here. Maybe that's why it's acceptable. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's. His has good. the most. His nickname sticks more than anyone else. Like it just can't be separated. But when Neil deGrasse Tyson hands back the uh, the photos to Snake, he's also like, "Hey, I have Derek's here. Could you give these to him?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, kind of like letting them know, hey, they're being so, all of the staff and everyone is being so nice to Wheels and understanding of the situation, but still like, hey, he's got to go to school though. Yeah, he does have to go to school, but you know what? There, you know, it's just like, is he blowing off all of his classes? How many quarters does this guy have? That's the incredible. That's the thing I was thinking too. Like, where is he? Like that. No matter what you're doing, like if you're spending seven hours a day at an arcade, that you're gonna spend some quarters. I just don't think he has the bankroll for it. You, you can, can only watch people play Qbert so long, <laughs> and then that's it. So Snake agrees to take the photos home to Derek or to, when he sees him to give them to him. He's a good guy. Yeah, it kind of like oh yeah, well, I think uh, Spike and Liz kind of walk out of the classroom and they're talking about the Gourmet Gourmet Scum Concert. That's right. That's the big talk around the school. They've been, their name has been dropped before. Uh, I think, like, they've been built up, like, that's the band that people like Oh, that's a legendary Degrassi (laughs) band, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be, I think they even shoot a music video there in high school. Was that Gourmet Scum? I'm not sure There was the other band named The Pogues, I remember being thrown around. The Pogues are a real band. They are a real band? They're a real band. They're, yeah, because, uh, 
uh, Liz liked the Pogues, and she did, and that guy was Irish with the with the hat that I have on, the, mm-hmm. the, one of those newspaper. That's boy right. Hats. That's right. Yeah. He he liked the Pogues too. Mm-hmm. That was their thing, the, and he would like. Yeah. There before. was like there was sort of a love triangle between that guy, Spike, like, and Liz. Yeah, there was yeah. like who's, who's they should have just all got it on. <laughs> they should have made it all work. It seems like they they seem like the kind of people who would have that kind of open relationship. They were seem pretty progressive. Well, Joey just thought Liz was easy to begin with, right? That's right. Yeah, so, that was a huge thing. But she actually, I forgot that she does forgive him this season, and they end up going to one of the dances together. Yeah, they but, do. But then Joey just starts to realize. Like Caitlin's can help him with his homework more, so he gets into her. Smart, yeah, <laughs> smarter than you would expect from Joey. They're actually, do so well when reviewing <laughs> movies. <laughs> That's right. The two thumbs up. That was a great episode a couple ago. Um, so then, like Joey and Snake meet up with Luke and Shane, and they make plans. They're like, "Hey, we're all going to the show. To- Why don't we sit together?" It's like, well, wasn't that discussed before? Yeah, but really, it just kind of separates them because then Tim and Luke are talking about their plan to do acid. Yeah, that's a great plan. <laughs> How did I mean? Maybe you've never done acid. I've never done acid. Okay. No, I've never done acid at all. Um, but yeah, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> I think I have done acid. I did it the first time when I was when I was seventeen or eighteen. It was it wasn't around as much in the like when I went to high school from like ninety seven to two thousand and one. Yeah. So I think at the end of high school, I met someone who they knew someone who was dropping it or whatever onto like certs pills so i got Mm. one of them and i couldn't help but remember this degrassi episode like that was my fear of acid was sort of associated with shane jumping off you didn't want to jump off a bridge i didn't want to jump up but what it taught me was have a friend there (laughs) to keep an eye out for you yeah someone better than luke definitely someone better than luke i would say they could have done more to like i guess talk about the they it's I guess the whole storyline kind of does scare tactics, but they're not. I guess Tim kind of drops in some facts about acid later, but yeah. there's just not much, uh, much of the after-school aspect that can kind of be there, like they do with AIDS or other other issues where they're like forty. There's no like stati- no one's dropping statistics about no, it in this definitely one. not. Uh, I also noticed there was like a brief moment in front of the school with Joey and Caitlin, kind of like making plans. They're like. This is what Degrassi's keeping a lot of starts keeping a lot of storylines going all the time. So it's just you know like casually dropped in like oh it looks like they're kind of developing and making plans together. Yes. And then Snake kind of walks out and starts kind of like teasing him about it too. I just found it funny how like insecure Joey is where he's like hey is she's pretty right don't you think she's pretty to Snake? Yeah. It's like yeah how you know that's it's, this is the beginning of the 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 courtship of Caitlyn. And Joey, like, at uh, the beginning stages, which carries on forever. For the whole entire... Yeah, into the next generation. Yeah, exactly. So, it's um, it's insane. They also kind of start talking about wheels in this conversation. Joey's kind of on the side, like, hey, give him a break. His parents died. But yeah. then Snake's like, well, that was ages ago. No, yeah. And they're both kind of right. They are. I'm trying to think how long it's supposed to be. So that was the beginning of the school year. It feels like it's almost spring in the school year, but not quite, I guess. It's definitely past Christmas. But they, um, yeah, but the, here's the thing. Wheels had a condition, not necessarily the parents dying and the grieving. He had a condition that a lot of people had in the 80s, and it was called uh, a mullet. <laughs> and that just made him arrogant and an asshole like mullets usually do to people that have them. <laughs> the minute you cut that mullet, you're like, oh, my! what was I thinking? 
So, that so he, I, I blame all of it on the mullet. Because when he comes back in the next in the next generation, he's fine. The mullet's gone. So if he it was like it's kind of like a Samson thing, but instead of like strength, it's like you lose stupidity when you cut you when you cut your mullet. That's <laughs> a scientific fact. Neil deGrasse told me. So <laughs> that's great. He taught. He really does teach a lot in those those he short segments everything. on the show. So then they go to the arcade, and this was the, there was a close up on the game they were playing. You seem to know it. They're playing a video game tag team. It's a, a wrestling game, and it's called tag team. And it was put out by I think Tecmo or something like that. It was uh, it wasn't like a WWE game or anything like that. It was just like you know. Mm-hmm. But the video game was the video game, and then they made a brand new uh, exterior for it and called it the main event with like different characters that weren't in the video game, which yeah, I just, thought was interesting. It was obviously they didn't have some sort of rights to show it to show the video game. But then when you kind of notice too, they do have product placement for like the Coke and the in the they do have like, yeah, Coca Cola like is definitely placed there for a reason. So they uh, they're asking they ask the question that we've been wondering too: How does Wheels have the money? to play these arcade games and the answer is that he sold his base he sold his base joey took this really joey was pretty pissed about this well because it's like he's quitting on the band essentially yeah he's walking out on all the potential of the zit remedy well he thinks the zit remedy has no potential which is probably the right call well, considering that none of them could actually play <laughs> instruments i think he was right <laughs> yeah i think he's right too like but- they don't know how to play instruments they they learned that one song and that was it they never try to branch over that song it's one of the most irritating things that they weren't just like hey maybe we should write a different song for these kids They're like no Everybody don't even play this one good. <laughs> what are they going to play another kids, one? Yeah. Were they just like, "Hey, do you play bass, Derek and he's, or Neil?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know what a bass is. Like, you're the bass player." Okay. <laughs> they just wanted it for the show. Um, there was a time where John Dor was talking to uh, Snake in real life and trying to get him to get uh, Pat, aka Joey, to show up at the Rivley and they would do a Zit Remedy reunion. Where John, like, nobody knew where Neil was, so John would just play the part of Wheels and play bass, but do that song at the Rivoli <laughs> on a Monday night. That's amazing. And uh, that never came to fruition, but that would have been pretty pretty awesome. That would have been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everybody wants... Something. That, actually. Everyone specific, wants that. <laughs> Specifically, exactly. they want that reunion. I wonder if they're just like, wait, they're just like, the money's not big enough yet. <laughs> the money's not For Neil, enough. the money would have been big enough at any point, at oh, any amount. Oh, yeah, Exactly. So the next scene's them at a diner just, like, sharing the smallest amount of French fries. Yeah, they got the three boxes of fries. <laughs> and that's when Wheels tells them about the card that his dad sent for his birthday. And I like how Snake calls. He's like, your birthday's not for another month. Mm-hmm. It's like dead, another deadbeat dad point. And Wheels is just, like, fantasizing about, oh, man, no teachers, no rules, no grandparents. Wouldn't it be great to just be in a band and be on the road and just do whatever you want? Yeah, it's called being an adult. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. It's also, you sold your base. That that plan seems pretty out of it. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it wasn't an option for Wheels to go to the concert at all, even though he sold his base. It's just, I just found that interesting. He didn't go there with them. I guess he's kind of done with music, and he's in his video game phase. Yeah. Uh, so then there was also, this scene was weird too for how the way it was shot. Like there was weird shots where it was like super far out. They did a shot from the counter that was ridiculous, but yet they kept the, the conversation was conversation and was like, lowered sort of going, but it wasn't like they were actually talking about anything. I found that scene really weird. I don't know. The length of these episodes is 28 minutes. 
What was Kit Hood thinking? <laughs> yeah. So we let Yan go a little too far on some of these. Uh, then it cuts to the concert, and it's, I would say, every kid at Degrassi, is, except Wheels, seems to be at this show. Oh, yeah, of course. And that was, like, real. the realistic thing about the concert was, and it was like this the next day, like, when I was in high school, and there was a concert the night before, the next day, everybody that went to the concert wore those t-shirts to school. Oh, that's right. Everyone- and it was like, it let you know. And, and, and if you were a loser... And cool people went. It puts you in a cool club with the cool people. Oh. It's like, oh, so-and-so went. So did I. And it'd be like, good show. And they'd be like, they'd ignore <laughs> me. But, you know, that type of thing. I found it funny, too. The uh, the shirts were kind of like the Sex Pistols kind of fonts. Like, you could just tell that the art department for the show made all those shirts, Well, too. that's basically what they were a parody of, right? Yeah. The, it was the same font. It was the, the picture of them was very Sid yeah, Vicious yeah, or Johnny it, Rotten. That's true. And, uh, you know, they were, yeah, Gourmet Scum, great name. And there's, it's kind of like a, a little montage kind of at the, at the, the concert. And they kind of like show the shirts, everyone lining up. You see everyone there. And then there's like a quick shot of some like money and hands exchanging. Yeah. And then it like pulls out and you see Tim, the black character, watching Luke and Shane, uh, like buy acid from this guy. I just found that kind of funny. Like it's it was seedy in the way that you would see in like the year, late eighties and nineties drug deals being. But here's what I thought was funny: is the guy's like, "Don't tell anybody." Well, how are you gonna get more business, dumbass? <laughs> we gotta tell. Yeah, someone has like, to know. I'd be like, "Tell your friends." <laughs> yeah. You know, like, come on. Yeah, that's the one place that you kind of want to be like. That's where you're going to do like all your business, selling acid before concerts. Like that was yeah. that's where people started doing drugs, I think, for the first time. Exactly. You got to sell drugs before concerts. I didn't do drugs in high school, but I do drugs now. <laughs> and now I chase every concert that I saw in high school. I want to see again because I want to be high because it's <laughs> way fucking better. It is way better. It's like they're, they go hand in hand for a reason. I found it funny, too, because they thought it was going to be on a pill but it's on a piece of paper, and he's like, I don't want to eat paper. Yeah, I don't want to eat paper. Ugh, paper. Ugh. <laughs> what like, am I, a dog? This is homework? No. You're like, And then he says, uh, if you can't eat paper, maybe you can't do acid. <laughs> yeah, if you can't eat paper, you're not a man. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> it's like, if you can't smoke crack, then you can't smoke weed. It's like, what? No, that's not how it works. Yeah, if 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 you can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't if you can't smoke if you can't inhale a campfire smoke. You can't inhale like no, it doesn't work that way. You don't have to do it that way. I guess there was a little lesson from Tim here too, because he was talking about some acid has strychnine in it. That's the same thing in rat poison. I'm like, I don't think that's what acid is actually. Like I feel like that was a that was a, a scare tactic in the, itself. I think so. Yeah, because you know, like first of all, if when Tim gets lines, <laughs> like, is he even, like, he's such a, why is a black guy dressing like a Mexican? Why is that happening? He's one of those characters where his biggest problem was that his character never had any storylines. That was his problem, I think. Oh, yeah, he was, he was, he was uh, two lines above an extra. And the, he, I guess Tim was trying to sort of dissuade them, but then Luke's like, I've did it before, nothing happened to me. No, and Luke's cool. Luke is cool, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he even like he wasn't even pressuring Shane into doing it either because he says to Shane like nicely he's like you don't have to do it if yeah. you don't want to. But that's like the reverse con. 
I guess. Like, because then Shane takes it like, I'm not a chicken, and just, like, takes it down. Yeah, it's reverse psychology. So, and kind of, like, kind of leaves on that ominous note, and then it cuts to close-up on a wrestling match, which I found pretty funny. You knew who it was, too. Coco Beware yeah. was uh, on top of a, uh, probably somebody like Vic Lombardi, probably some <laughs> jobber. So, uh, yeah, it was amazing, yeah. It's good. always funny how it's such a common thing for stand-up comedians to be into wrestling as well. Yeah, well, that's because wrestling and comedy are, are so very similar. <laughs> you think so? Everything. I could. I, that's another podcast in itself. I could just explain mm-hmm. the breakdowns on how building a set is the same, is the same as building a match, and and you know, like, there is a podcast actually about wrestling. I forget who does it now. It's like I've you know, done wrestling podcasts. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, and then just like it's just as simple as as. Um, the lifestyles are similar. Mm, the traveling, the, the, the traveling, mm. the wear and the tear, the trying, like even even the way it is now. It's like in the states you have the WWE, which is like the monopoly, and then uh, and then there are a few other independent places. But you really, if, if you're an independent wrestler, you got to really hustle to make your earnings. Whereas if you're with the WWE, you're kind of taken care of by the monopoly. Well, that's the exact comedy situation in Canada right now. You know, you have the the monopoly and i'd like to say it's a yuck yucks but it's not it's just for laughs mm. and they control all the best gigs and then you have uh yuck yucks would be like tna which is well run uh but it's, it's not as good as just for laughs which is a household brand that everybody knows mm. and yuck yucks is something everybody heard of and then you got uh, ring of honor which is like absolute comedies and and then all your other <laughs> average places and that's where the indie comics go so there's similarities between that and other things but this is about degrassi <laughs> no that was great to hear that though but I it's great there's, but the thing too is there is the the tie between wrestling and degrassi because stephanie k goes all the way mm-hmm. and moves to the usa <laughs> and works in the nwa or her dad did but that's right. The because uh, when she she left the show this season, um, in the show she was written off. She went to a private school. Yeah, she went to the states to make the TV show Learning the Ropes, which which is about a, a wrestler Lila Zato who played a teacher by day and wrestler by night. Of course, this is the best one to punch that you can have. I think as a career, I would like <laughs> to watch that show again. <laughs> they should bring that show. They're remaking Coach on Netflix. They should remake that show. They should remake everything. <laughs> So when they're, it's actually Wheels and his grandfather watching it, and I couldn't help but notice how small that TV was. Now that was that made me laugh, like just seeing that. But that's another thing, great thing about wrestling is uh, wrestling. Can a, a grandfather can sit with a teenager, let alone an eight year old or a five year old, and watch it, and you're both entertained for some reason. It has a universal appeal for sure. I mean, I still like I was hanging out some comics i think and like we it was just on and i was like oh this is, i can fall back into it like i did when i was 15 somebody once said to me i said you want to go to wrestling they're like i haven't watched it forever i don't know the storylines i was like well it's still the same good versus bad <laughs> yeah it, hasn't, it changed. hasn't changed you can tell instantly once they ta- start talking who is who and, and who- yeah it's not hard to follow so i'd say that wheels grandmother really kind of has it out with him here because you know she he didn't do the dishes she knows he hasn't been going to school she's like enough is enough if you don't start straighten up you're gonna have to live in a group home because we're old and we can't deal with a she's gotta deal with her fucking husband who's shitting himself and he doesn't he's in that chair he doesn't even speak he just gives looks of concern and that's it and he watches wrestling and he eats tv dinners <laughs> And now she's got to w- worry about wheels. It's like, it, look, it, 
it's it, it's 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 a shitty situation for her as it is for wheels and i think she was just trying to like you know trying to get him to like straighten up and fly right i don't know how legitimate it was him going to a group home at this point yeah but he takes it as like a threat like oh, he should he, yeah like immediately he's like he storms off upstairs again drops an old bag really hammers her with it and just like this is where i really noticed him staring off into the distance from his like nice house and you can like see the lake shore it's like a nice he's had a great living situation yeah he's got a great living situation and he's just uh you know he's a, he's a teenager he's ungrateful and he thinks he's old the world that mullet condition it is a mullet it's the mullet mulletitis so that it's the next day, and Joey's in bed, and he's woken up by his mom calling. And his mom's hot. His mom? I'm pretty sure it's a different mom. I don't remember the mom being as sexy Joey's as Joey's mom there. has got it going on. <laughs> uh, definitely looking good. Joey's dad must be a very happy man. And it's wheels on the phone. He needs money fast to run away. Yeah, which is weird because uh, it don't cost anything to run. Yeah, he's gonna be hitchhiking. He's gonna be hitchhiking. <laughs> he's like, he's like, there might be arcades on the way. Yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. it is. He's gonna try to. If anything, there he should be trying. He's been playing so much arcades. He should be able to just like school kids though for quarters and just like never have to pay. Oh, I would think so. So I, I like Joey's reason. He's like, I haven't showered. It's my day to shave. It's like Joey, you need years before. <laughs> yeah, Joey couldn't. What's he gonna shave? His acne? <laughs> if he's lucky. May as well just put a Band-Aid over him and not shave. So when it cuts to wheels at the diner waiting for him, you can just see him staring at an old map, which, again, seems so outdated because, like, today people would just have an app for it. Like, yeah. They would so probably set up an Uber. In car tells, yeah, somebody tells, I'm sure there's an app for hitchhiking. Probably, there should be if there's not. <laughs> yeah. And you don't even actually have to put out your thumb anymore. You can just, like, press thumbs up on the it, app. Yeah, it's a hitchhiker's app to the galaxy. And now if a kid sees a thumbs up like that, they probably just think someone liked their Facebook status in real life. <laughs> they don't even know what it means. So Joey and Snake show up and they've got like, I would guess, $7 between them total for Joey wheels. doesn't even have money. He has a, a ticket, a he, bus ticket. He gave him a little bit of money. Oh, yeah. And then like when they like go outside to kind of say their goodbyes, then he's like, hey, I got this bus ticket for you too. It'll um, get you to the highway. And it's like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Wheels can sneak onto the TTC just fine. It's this not point. even a ticket; it's just a transfer. It's just a transfer. That's all. Yeah, it is. that's all. Yeah, thanks, Joey. It was real nice of you to sacrifice this. And I would say they were like way too chill and positive about their friend running away. Yeah, they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do about it?" You know, like they're they're gonna support him financially through this decision. They're like, I guess. Oh, well, he's not running away; he's running to his dad. Yeah, I guess so. He's that, going to his dad. And he does present it to them like, she's going to send me to a group home. I got to get out of here. Yeah, he's and he does. Legitimately, the, the threat, like the scare in a 15-year-old mind is is real. I found it I found it funny too, like Snake is like, he's always the more concerned one. And he's like, I don't know about this. And it's because he's got the best parents. <laughs> he does, actually. Yeah. And well, although his parents did disown their gay son, though. Oh yes, we forgot about that. that but ju- that was at a time when that was happening. That it was. <laughs> I think you're like, oh, I'll go to bat for them still. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, they did. They they now only have Snake. So the pressure's really on for Snake to do good. But I liked Wheels, or sorry, Joey's uh, his reasoning for Wheel being okay. He's like, Wheels is cool. 
he'll be okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, oh, he's He's cool. That'll be fine. And then it goes into a montage of wheels hitchhiking across uh, southern Ontario in the uh, green belt there. Which is ridiculous because um, uh, he, um, first of all, the Zit Remedy song comes on. Oh, which, yeah, that should mention is, that. Which he's clear that he's leaving the Zit Remedy. Mm. He's not interested in the Zit Remedy. Yeah, he's just going to run through his but head. Yet he's going to rock to it. Like for, He doesn't even have headphones on. He doesn't have headphones, but yet the he's dancing around in this music montage like an idiot. Yeah, he's playing air guitar. And most people that play, that run away are not happy. No, they usually have something really terrible going on in their life and have no option anymore. Yeah, but he's happy because he's out there. He's got no class, no rules. He's <laughs> no grandparents. Yeah, no he's grandparents. Got it all. And no parents. And I think it seems like he's taken about like six different <laughs> rides as well from people like it's going he's, real well for him yeah he's he's realized that he, this hitchhiking is uh, not as dangerous as people say and he's actually pretty good at it it's a very it's like his this is his on the road for him he's jack kerouac a little bit oh yeah fantastic and so then it actually cuts back away from the montage to joey getting home and his mom, again, got another phone call, this time from Shane's mom. Oh, no. And she lets uh, Joey know that Shane has is, is been missing now. So his another kid has disappeared. You kind of thought that it would be Wheels' grandmother, I think, that we're kind of setting up. Yeah. Yeah, it turns, yeah. But no, it's Shane's disappeared. Now this is the first where you're like, what? Shane's disappeared? Okay. So also she had this line, uh, Joey's mom... Kind of like hints at what's to come too, because she's like, "There's so many sick people out there." I feel like that line was like a call forward of what's like gonna happen to Wheels, kind of too. And really, you think that's a real? That's a super call forward? Like, like we're talking three seasons later? No, no, no. Like, so when she was no, it's because when Wheels is like molested by a sick oh, person okay. later in the episode in life oh no he's just like no no not in life that would be crazy like, and i guess it would have been like fifth that would have been like a 20 year call by them that would have been insane and so then it goes back to uh wheels hitchhiking and he's like gets out at port credit like you can see that he's pretty close to it There's this like does a, not make any sense at all this exactly you notice this too first of all Port Credit's right on the... I mean, Port Hope, Port Hope. is right on the highway. Mm-hmm. It's right on the highway. And uh, maybe it wasn't back then. Maybe it was in a bit. But it shouldn't have been in that far. It should have been there in 20 minutes, maybe, that's off the off-ramp. I, I feel like where, like when he started walking, he probably could have walked to wherever he was going in Port Hope. Yes. So I guess... I, I agree, though. It seemed, like, it seemed like he should have been closer than he was. He's basically in the home stretch now. And... And then he gets, uh, he's just walking. I didn't even think he was going to get like another ride. And then he's like on these like kind of like more back streets out in the country there. And then he does hitchhike for one other car. And it's, it's this really kind of creepy looking business guy, I guess. Would you say he was creepy? Um, no, I just think yeah, maybe, yeah, he did, like, he didn't have pedophile glasses on. No. That would have it away. But or he a definitely mustache, had a, yeah. He definitely looked creepy. He was in a station wagon. Come mm, on. That's yeah. like, station wagons were like the white buses of the 80s. <laughs> and he, like, not the white buses, the white vans. The, yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like Shagging wagons. Yeah, for sure. The ones, they, have, they had drapes on them, be more afraid, for sure. They had something to hide. 
and he's also got like a bunch of like i guess he was a vacuum salesman because there's just like a bunch of tubes in the back which i know which is weird like why is he you know like yeah he's a he's a traveling salesman so he's he's kind of like just asking he's just asking normal questions he's asking about his plans then you know he asks his age then it starts to get a bit weirder. He's asking if he has a girlfriend. Now, he knows the direction he's taking this conversation. He's like, so it's just like, he's all in. He's like, yeah, how old are you? 15, 14 going on, 15, just turned 15. He's like, nice. <laughs> he's nice. like, oh. Ripe. And then he's like, hey, did you ever you ever fooled around? And Wheels is like, no, not really. I mean, he's done a little bit, but uh, he's gotten on with the twins. But then he's like, you should try it, which is like, Obviously, he's trying to try, and he's kind of like not yeah, trying. Exactly, he's like, ah, oh, I'm not against trying it, <laughs> but and he's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with something that feels good, which is just like this which guy is yeah. true. <laughs> well, maybe everything in uh, everything in moderation, even moderation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the guy, the guy is just looking to get. You know, like, actually, he's looking to grab, so he's looking to give, not get. Like, I think he wanted to give him a handy or a BJ. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to get one. I think he wanted to be the giver. He was. He was a. He was the sub, I guess, in this. He was being very aggressively submissive. Submissive. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, exactly. So then it cuts away from the creeper and wheels, and it goes to what turns out to be Luke's house. There's a cop car waiting out front. Yes. And the cop car or the the cop comes up to the front door, Luke answers, and he starts asking him about Shane being missing. But I found it was weird that it was Mike Myers playing the cop and nobody knew him back then. <laughs> yeah. That was such a day for that cop for sure. Like that made his month's rent. That oh, poor yeah. Canadian actor. For sure. <laughs> and he's like he's like I'm in the union. <laughs> Yes, the residuals still. You mean this DVD copy of the series I have? He saw yeah. a, point, a penny from that for sure. And he even he he asked all the normal questions. But Shane, see, I guess it's kind of unclear if Shane knew. He says that they parted ways at the end of the night, so I guess he doesn't really know what happened to Shane. Yeah, he doesn't know that Shane was, went to jump off a bridge. But he also doesn't because the cop asked him if he did any drugs, and he lies to him about that. He had done the acid. Yes. So I guess he thought maybe he was just sleeping it off, and but I mean it's but not. But he's like, not going to rat him out. He's yeah. not going to rat out his buddy. In his mind, nothing's wrong. He's just somewhere. Yeah, he's probably still tripping. I mean, it's it's not going to help them find Shane faster to know that he did ask. There's an old saying: if your friend jumped off the bridge, would you tell on him? <laughs> that maybe that's not a saying. So then, but Luke, you can tell he's feel he's feeling the turmoil. He knows something's not right. Oh he's yeah, like, knows he at least had a bad trip. And then it cuts back to <laughs> Wheels and the salesman. They're driving the car, and all of a sudden, the, the salesman is just like, oh, we got to turn, I got to do some stuff over here. Like, he's so vague about it, and Wheels is just like, oh, okay. And yeah, then, Wheels is fine with that. <laughs> he's like, as long as I get to Port Hope. Yeah, and they turn down, like, a side street. A dirt and, road. Yeah, and then it... Back road. And it pans up, and it just says road closed in a way that was clearly set up by the like the art department in there. Yeah, There's and no how did how did how did we how did not, how did wheels not notice that sign? Yeah, he's just looking in every direction at everything like happy go lucky and he's just totally oblivious Misses to that though. The sign says road closed. And as they're they're driving down the street, then the salesman tries to be like, "Oh, there's something wrong with the engine. You hear that?" And Wheels is like, "No, no, there's nothing wrong with the engine at all. I can't hear anything." Yeah, and then I that made me real. Now uh, this is a good thing about rewatching them. Is later in life, Wheels would go on to be a mechanic, which led me to believe that 
if he would have been able to fix the car, uh, he would have never got molested or an attempted molesting. He would have been like, oh, pull over. I'll fix it. I'm a mechanic. He would have gotten out of the car and tried to help. And fix the car. He would have taken of care of it. sit there like, like, oh, the car's broke. we got to sit here now. What are we going to do? He's like, I'll become a mechanic and this can never happen again. No, exactly. And I won't need to hitchhike because so, I'll have a car and it can never break down on me. So when they stop, though, the salesman doesn't get out to fix it or do anything. He just starts, like, looking at Shane and telling him that he's a good-looking kid. And then he starts to, like, put his hand on his thigh. And that moment is, like, it's burned into my memory. Oh, yeah, that's a creepy moment. Because all he's trying to do is play cock or walk. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's a good (laughs) old-fashioned game. You know, cock or walk. (laughs) And uh, and uh, Wheels gets out and he Wheels turns the game around mm. and says cock or rock, <laughs> and he has the rock. And then the guy eventually is like ah, the guy is so skeezy in his leave too. He's like oh, and he and he like sidesteps and then shimmies back into the mm-hmm. thing and then takes off and then Wheels eventually loses. Because walk beats cock mm, and rock. Yeah, that's so, how it works in a game yeah. of walk, cock, rock. Walk, co- walk cock, <laughs> or rock. Wheels had rock and walk. And, and walk. Yeah, cut it up with a walk at the end. I found, I found it funny that that rock was enough to dissuade him, I guess, though, too. It was just like, oh, a rock. No, okay. Like, that, like he was going to come at him otherwise. He's like, oh, he's got a rock. Now I can't handle this 15-year-old. Yeah, you can still handle him. Big deal. Once he throws that rock, what's the next move? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like... That's it. You can dodge it. That's all you got. Yeah. I feel like when I saw, like, I didn't realize that men assaulted men like that. I didn't realize pedophilia existed, I think, until I saw this episode. Oh, maybe with me, too. Yeah, exactly. I would think so, too. Like, this is the first one where, like, oh, that stuff. Maybe not. There was, like, one other TV show that touched on it that I remember was, uh, Different strokes mm. had the uh, uh, the Maytag man or the the, uh, the boss from the WKRP Cincinnati. He was uh, owned a bike shop, and he molested Dudley in the bike shop. Right, he actually molested the kid in the bike shop. Well, first he had uh, Dudley and Arnold taking their clothes off and doing pictures with him on the bed, and just like taking pictures. Oh my god! But yeah, Dudley got like Dudley came back and he said something happened between Dudley and and the bike, and it was. Very serious, different strokes. Dudley got fucking, you know, fisted. I don't know. If it, maybe fingered. I don't know. Diddled. Diddled is the best way to say. Stuff happened. The diddlers did it. But it's just, it's, it's, we're more aware of these issues in the last, like, 25 years than we were previous to that. So it's just, it's interesting to see Degrassi yet again, like, be progressive about an issue like that. Um, how about booking that part? Hey, I got part on Jurassic. What are you, fucking pedophile? People, what's a what? Like at that time, a what? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna molest Wheels. Oh, beloved character Wheels, who's who's been going through a turmoil with his parents, ups and downs. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, and we're gonna have to rehearse. So lucky for me, I'm a method actor. (laughs) (laughs) And how does this? So then Wheels. just kind of like longingly watches the car go away, realizes he's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's then, the that's the that's the that's the losing part of Cocker Walk. <laughs> yeah. So he starts walking. He's kind of like there's a bridge. You can see that he's like 
he is the water under the bridge, I guess, at the end of this episode, making his way forward. Yeah, he's like the, you know, he's like the littlest hobo going to the next town. He is like the littlest hobo. I have a couple listeners who think uh, if the littlest hobo was on Degrassi, everyone's problems would have been solved a lot quicker. No, what a lot of people don't know is the littlest hobo, they were, they were, the, the littlest hobo fucked up on a regular basis. That's why he was, they just never showed it. Like, <laughs> they never showed there was one because <laughs> uh, I was an extra on the show. And were you my, really? Yeah, oh, my, so yeah my parents did props. Oh. No, I'm making this up. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, but there was one story from that uh, made-up situation where um, the guy had to get the little hobo to fix his uh, sink because uh, there was a flood in his uh, place. So he asked the little hobo to go get a three-quarter-inch wrench out of the toolbox in the garage. And the little hobo went and got the three-quarter-inch wrench out of the toolbox in the garage, which is amazing because the wrench looks like a bone. <laughs> and he brought it into him. And the guy fixed it, and that was the end. And that was the little Tobo saved the day. And then the guy went to put the um, the, the the wrench back, and uh, he was like, who the hell shit in my toolbox? <laughs> yeah, and then the little Tobo had to leave because he shit in the toolbox. So I think he's a dog. Uh, that's the one, too, where I think the little That never happened, but that uh, no, no, could happen. No, that happened. It was the one where the little Tobo tried to make a move on one of the kids, too, right? Like in the car? when He, was he tried to him. hump a kid? Is that, that should have been an episode where he had to leave town. That is even better. That's why little the little Tobo humped people, and that's why he had the you know, fucking lipstick dick. And he's trying to hump a kid's leg. He's really just going from town to town for that reason, actually. They showed the good side of him in town, but there's always a dark side. There to is a, a dark visit. side. Yeah, there's a, he's a fucking dog. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, the little hobo could, you know, maybe he could have dragged Shane back to the house after he jumped off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Or he could have ran off and been like, roof, roof. And they're like, what boy? What boy? He's like, roof, roof. You know where Shane is? You know, like... Classic yeah, he's bath. on the roof, roof of a bridge. No, yeah. but there's, there, yeah, it's like I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a far stretch. I guess it is a stretch. Let me. Well, that's been this episode. But let me ask you, what is your all-time favorite episode of Degrassi? School's out. School's the, out. The movie. The movie. There's yeah. nothing better than it. Well, that, Tessa it was, fucking Campanella. Oh, and you fucked Tessa Campanella. You fucked Tessa Campanella. And it's like you know, it's no, it's so funny because I you have the Jay and Silent Bob's up on your wall there. And, you know, when I listen to a Kevin Smith podcast and listen to him go off about Degrassi, I'm like, I could have such great conversations <laughs> with him about Degrassi. Like, and it's like, we, like I feel a kinship mm-hmm. to him because he feels like uh, Caitlin was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. She was always the hottest. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, after I taped my comedy special, uh, Much Music, I mean, no, during the film festival, CTV had a big launch party. And it was a big private party, and um, everybody that was on the like CTV was giving gold bracelets, which were VIP bracelets, and treated well with all the talent. It was during the film festival; a lot of famous people were there. I remember I checked in, and I was with Paul Meyerhog and Peter Anthony, and um, Steve Nash was in front of us in the line to check in. Like we were considered the same level of talent. As Steve Nash, like P Diddy, performed at this private party. Oh, that's awesome! In the in the parking lot at Much Music, six song set, uh, and then Samantha Ronson was there with oh. her girlfriend Lindsay Lohan, Lohan at that time, and yeah. she was spinning. <laughs> and it was the best party, and everything was free, and there were so many celebrities, and all the CTV shows walked the red carpet, and Comedy Now was in between 
Degrassi and another kid, sh- another show that had young teens. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they put all the pictures up, they took out the Comedy Now pictures of us, oh. of the cast of Comedy Now, because we weren't recognizable stars. <laughs> but the best thing about that night was uh, a lot of famous people there. I didn't get starstruck at all until I saw Caitlin and Spike oh. all dolled up in dresses. And the only picture I got of that night was with Caitlin and Spike. Oh. I went up and I was like so nervous. I was like, oh my can you, can you get a picture? I was like, we're going to Peter Anthony. I'm like, and Spike is so hot now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like 43, 44, mm-hmm. and she is a smoke show. I mean, so I mean, Caitlin's pretty pretty too. They're friends. That's what's yeah. cool too. They, they, like they do, do a DJ, DJ nights, thing right? together. Yeah. And I walked into a restaurant um, earlier this year, like at noon, to pick up some takeout type things. And they were in the restaurant with their kids and their parents and their families. And I was just like, oh my God, I wonder if I should go over and show them the picture I have of us on Facebook and ask them if they remember. <laughs> and I was like, no, I shouldn't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that, that was a good call. That was not the time to do it, I think, when they were... <laughs> <laughs> the extended family. Well, being a stand-up and getting to meet some famous people is has made me regress my fanboy inside. Mm. So now when I meet somebody that I really, really admire and I'm exploding, I'm I'm exploding on the inside. Yeah. I'm just trying to maintain coolness. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I can even feel that way too when there's like different when I meet different stand-ups that I you know, you you kind of like, oh, I know who this stand-up is, even though I've not met them, and then you're like you know, you feel that way a little bit too, even then. Yeah, yeah. Or so you I just want to get a picture with a stand-up. Like even Yeah, if you, you know, open, but now the mm-hmm. cool thing is it's before you want to get the picture, but now the cool thing is to not get the picture. Oh it's like because you'd rather just be friends. Right. You know, right. or just be you know, in that matter. And mm-hmm. that's like I yeah, hate that. I want the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, but you want to, you, but, but you know what? If you're friends, you'll get pictures and they'll be better. Eventually. Yeah, they'll be Eventually. better pictures. You got you to earn the friendship picture <laughs> as towards getting the fan picture. Yeah, that's the thing. Like The fan picture is good right now, but it's it's like one way versus the other. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's everything. Why don't you, you know, talk about any shows you got coming up? This one, like I said, is going to come out, it's like June-ish. That's all right. I will just plug. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. You can look at pictures that I have on Instagrams. What's your Twitter again? Twitter is Casey Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook is Casey Corbin. Uh, Instagram is Comedian Casey Corbin. YouTube is Casey Corbin. Uh, Google is Casey Corbin, and I'm the number one Casey Corbin out there. <laughs> and you can also, your Comedy Now is on YouTube, I believe. My Comedy there. Now, it's not on YouTube. You can find it on the Comedy Network website. Mm-hmm. If you want to go there, why? I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, my YouTube has plenty of clips of, of my comedy and other people's comedies and bootleg videos <laughs> of uh, concerts. And... Um, and CDs on iTunes. Uh, Vampires are popular. Is on iTunes right now, along with the C Train. And um, I've got a new CD coming out. I guess. Well, it's just when I want to release it. It's mm-hmm. done. It's already on Satellite Radio. Uh, I just haven't released it on iTunes yet, and because I have to design a cover. Right. So this is going to be early June. So I'm probably around then. It might be available. It'll be as available well. on iTunes. Uh, Turtle. I believe the CD is going to be called Turtle Crossing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'll update as well when this episode comes out and cool. all that stuff. And 
That's awesome to have you on here, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's been great. All right. We'll see you guys next time on Back to Degrassi. Da-da-da.